So today I have a question for you. Um, I've had different conversations on this podcast regarding friendships. Huh? Mm. I've, I've emphasized that a lot. Um, but when we are in the world, we are faced with different, different. The dynamics of friendships are just so diverse. Yeah. And one of the things that I've struggled with personally mm. is in regards to um, when friends fall. So I'll give you a very, let me give you a practical example. Mm. It may not necessarily be a real example, but mm. you have a scenario where there's somebody who is a Christian, mm. professes to be a Christian, um, professes Jesus to be Lord and Savior of their lives. You know that. Mm. Um, however, at the same time, you find that they live together with their girlfriend. They live with their girlfriend yeah. um, in that instance. Then eventually, Mahali, maybe they get pregnant. They get pregnant. So that, at that moment, there's a, there's a conflict. Yeah, there's a conflict because one, you know that the lifestyle that they're living is not godly, mm. yet they profess to be godly. Mm. Now they're expectant. How do you balance that? How do you show love in such a scenario at the same time not being in acceptance, accepting of sin? Especially in our culture today, sorry, just yeah. so in our culture today, yeah. that stuff like virginity is very, it's just it's like, foreign, you know? it's very foreign. Um, It's a bit difficult because, and then, there's a, there's a church culture nowadays where my personal life is my personal life. Uh-huh. So I'm coming you for what I want for my own, maybe uh, enlightenment and all these other things. Yeah. So like, it's 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 hard because sometimes <laughs> I don't know how you can navigate such situations. My My main thing is progressively, sometimes it doesn't take a day. It might take a huge amount of time yeah. to show these people the, the idea of sin like i'm saying is not about it's yes it's about pleasing god but there's a way god sees sin uh. there's a reason why he didn't allow us to live without christ and uh. that's why christ came and died and resurrected so that we have we may have eternal life yeah there's nothing beneficial in sin yeah. there's nothing you can ever gain yeah. in sin and that's yeah. what god sees yeah. and when you give yourself to some of these things they're going they're going to harm you uh, more than they're going to give you um benefit yeah. more than anything else yeah. so it's showing that to them being in the in, in this particular space myself you know there's a time i was asking god like why is fornication wrong uh, right um why do i have to to go through the process and if i love this particular person and i've committed myself to them why can't we cohabit i actually asked god these questions for the longest I asked time my sunday school teacher that question yeah like i did may i ask them i asked them by the way as a mm. sunday school teacher i said like if i've committed mm. to being in a relationship with one person mm. why do i have to wait until i marry them first or sex exactly yeah like, and, and and in my mind as a man i'm like this is the person my mind is 100 convicted of it mm. maybe i'm not in the financial space for it but since I've decided two months into a dating period, why can't this person come in? It, one of the things that God sort of led me to study is what's the meaning of covenant? And people say covenant is two people come in an agreement to the witness of God. I think it's more than that. Covenant is actually the actual fulfillment of love. And um, that's why the New Testament is the new covenant. The Old Testament is the old covenant that has passed away. So covenant entails a lot and the Holy Trinity is bound by covenant that in case of anything, they've intentionally chosen not to leave each other because the Trinity by itself realizes its full power and effect is felt when they're together. And it's the same, same concept you're going to 
give to this particular person is the moment you're not in covenant then you're not really in love and you're lying to yourself so that you have this one foot in and you're doing this thing but when i want to live i live without any form of attachment yeah. i don't want to be to be tethered to this particular person mm. just because there's a wedding ring to play in it mm. so we get married not because it's the right way it's mm. because then it ushers us to experience god's love in its fullness yeah. and i think more people need to be told that it's not about the reason why fornication is wrong it's because it's using yeah and it's driven by lust i mean it for me but in marriage as you as you would know is um intimacy is 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 about longing it's about commitment it's about me choosing you every other day despite yeah. every other thing that may come 100%. my way and that's why such a framework of cohabitation is is self-inflicting for you as a christian but you may never experientially get to experience the relationship as god would want you to yeah. and for them it's now for such a person who is heavily convicted that they're not doing anything wrong it's just showing them like why don't you take the step and get to actual commitment because marriage as you would know is not just merely about having children and mm. just need it's it big it's raising a next generation of people yeah. so for for them even asking like your son your daughter that person is the next generation of christian after we have left this world and yeah. we are the initial churches there as his parents yeah. what example do you want to set to him yeah. and um why as a man don't i want to have our partner in covenant because yeah. that shows intentionality yeah and um finally as i conclude on my response is my christianity is the only cystic belief system that sort of uses marriage to give us a symbolic idea of how God sees us. And Paul did that to great effect and I think we had this conversation with you at some point in Jeremiah actually uh, there's an instance where he used um uh what's the word ovulation like this urge for sexual desire to show how God has a yearning towards um his people. And the idea is we are replicating how Christ sees us. So the moment you look at your wife and you're like you're so beautiful, I love you. I don't want to share my love with you to any other person. I've committed to in the eyes of everyone to honor you, to take care of your needs, to take care of your financial, emotional, every other need that you yeah. have. That's how Christ sees me. Yeah. And why would you then steal this joy from your partner? Yeah. Yet you know Jesus Christ has given you every other thing. Yeah. Um and without any cost. Yeah. So you are supposed to replicate this love that is given us to our relationships, our workspaces and every other situation that we find ourselves in. Yeah. So for me it's a revelation thing. Yeah. Like give they need to get to this point of insight that they see things differently and see how marriage is actually a higher level of mm. love and intimacy than whatever it is that they're doing now. Yeah. I yeah. think just on that particular point is the fact that you have to understand that you have to approach God on his terms. Yeah. At all times. Yeah. The moment we ever feel like we are smarter than God and we we know better than God it's just logical it's just it's just before disaster yeah. because he knows better and <laughs> sees farther than we could ever see yeah. the things that happen spiritually speaking when we get intimate and other things we don't see it mm. but God does see it mm. there are so many factors that come come into, into play. play that come into play that you don't need to go down that rabbit hole yeah. you understand yeah. to, to you don't need to go down that rabbit hole to your detriment mm. at the end of the day I always say this whenever that conversation comes up mm. I always see God as good mm. 
God is not good by choice. He's good by nature. Yeah. That's who he is. Well, he's well, good by well. nature. Even if somebody has chooses to be good, they can choose not to be good. Mm-hmm. But if that's who he is, it's just as natural as it is to you to jump up and fall down mm-hmm. and not fly. Mm-hmm. The same way it's for God. God he's just good. simply good. And so anything that he says, any instruction that comes from him mm-hmm. is for your good. Mm-hmm. It will never be for your detriment. It will never be for your harm. Mm-hmm. Regardless of how it feels and how it uh, how it may be to you logically yeah. speaking. Yeah. Um, just on the, the first point, just the last thing, mm-hmm. just as I had mentioned to you earlier, mm-hmm. when it comes to another aspect of our relationship with those who may have maybe taken the wrong step at some point, yeah. I think there are two aspects to it. There's a person mm-hmm. who has decided to live a certain life mm-hmm. and has seen that should be okay. Like this, this is it. Like yeah. this is it. This yeah. is okay. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, there are those who may have fallen, they've seen that they've done the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. But there's still some Christians who still poke holes at that one. Mm-hmm. Like because, for example, you had a child out of wedlock, mm-hmm. That person has seen, and yeah, it was wrong, but mm. I've chosen to raise up the child. And you've seen many instances yeah, like that. Yeah, a lot of it. Somebody else, I'll give you an example. Yeah. I have a friend who um, happened to get a child out of wedlock many years ago. Yeah. And they didn't tell a certain friend of theirs. Mm. Later on, I have a child. I've mm. been out of touch, got in touch later, and told them, I said, hey, I have I have a child. Mm. This person did the response was, I didn't expect that coming from you. Wow. Can you imagine? That was the response. This lady wow. has probably already condemned herself. Yeah. She's gotten past it. Yeah. Now you take her right back to that hole. Square one. Imagine. I usually say, see, what repentance is, is a turnaround, yeah? yeah. Uh, a 180 degrees turnaround. So you acknowledge that this is wrong, this is against God, and I'm totally making everything to change my ways. The moment that happens, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks. Mm. God says he's already seen his child coming back. And yeah. you, him, this child and God, they're okay. So you as uh, Karanja and Kenyanji, <laughs> who the hell, sorry, <laughs> who cares what you think? Exactly. Yeah, the moment they repented, and that's that's the, that's the thing. I think we, we must always strive to get people to repentance so that when this person is acknowledging that Enyewe, Nimechoma, and this is where we are, mm. and I'm willing to turn around. So I'll put boundaries, I'll change the content I look at, I'll be more intentional about the people I, I invite into my life, I'll pray more about the partners I bring into my relationship uh, life and experiences. Then that person clearly is re- repented. I think most times we tend to romanticize sin by using grace so that you're happy that you're failing yeah. in your own way mm. and you're taking for granted this grace that. Uh, God has given you. So by all means, don't try to romanticize sin. But the mo- the the main idea for somebody who is trying to help someone navigate or sim- help someone be aware of, of the sin, uh, then the idea is to bring them to repentance exactly. and to show them why whatever it is that they are doing is not um, aligning with God's will for them. Exactly. But sometimes in Africa, in a situation where this person is 100% convicted that they're doing nothing wrong, mm. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. But my, what I usually say is, in such an instance, then it calls for discipline yeah. because you're not, you're not the state out there. We can do anything uh-huh. we want, uh-huh. and provided, like I'm saying, provided you're a danger to people experiencing this Christianity, then there's certain things you can't do. You can't come and teach people about God. Yeah. You can't come and start advising people about God. Yeah. Right? Because you're not living the way God wants you to live. Yeah. So I usually see for such a person, just withdraw. Don't be too eager to talk to people about God with an authority because 
they'll use your sin to impugn the word of God and mm-hmm. ultimately somebody will lose their salvation. And use it as an excuse for their own sin as Exactly. Well. So yeah. you're going to have a ripple effect of this compound habit yeah. that is happening amongst people and you're the one who's causing it. Mm. Just because you're prideful and you're not humble enough to acknowledge that anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm not doing something that is right. Kabisa, so close. Mm. I think it's important to understand that different situations go mm. for different strategies. Wow. If you look at Jude 1, verse 22, it says that, and indeed, have mercy on those who doubt. Mm. Save others by snatching them from the fire. Mm. And to still others, show mercy tempered with fear, hitting even the clothing stained by the flesh. So that clearly wow. shows there are different strategies. Mm. There are some people, upper women, and actually, and Amoto. It will yeah. offend them, they'll be hurt, but, but call it out. Call mm. out the sin and says, Hapa, but they will not find your If you decide to to go and live with this particular person, you where unajimaliza hapa. You understand? There are those ones. The other people, it's a different strategy. You have to, yeah. You need to show them, mm. show the others it will be a very, very long strategy. <laughs> They'll look at your life and be like, huh, mm. I've seen how this guy lives his life. Mm. I've seen how they have peace in their house. Mm. I've seen it's different from how I've been doing things. Yeah, you understand? Yeah. And, and your own life. And you see, your own life is already speaking to them. So that conviction and going back to God and asking Mm. God, how do I approach this? Because when you feel that personal conviction that something is bothering, it's not a head thing where you're like, you're just bothered by how they live. But it's a hard conviction Mm. where you're like, you're so concerned for this person's soul. Mm. Mm. At that particular point, go back to God. Because Mm. at that point, it's bothering God too. Mm. And ask God, how can we approach this? Exactly. strategy? Is this one to snatch out of the fire? Is this one to show mercy and fear, but still hate the sin? Understand how do you approach that? I think that's one of the things that you need to understand. Amazing, amazing. I think that's that's a good scripture to end the conversation with. And I think you need to be aware of the relational proximity and dynamic that you have with this particular person. So for instance, okay, check in the Konakadem when you wanna feel one thing or another, when you come and yank me out, like I'll understand mm. these things you've seen that I don't even need to question. Mm. But somebody else who's like how can I approach? Like the approach would be different for such a person. Exactly. So just discern and pray and have the wisdom to know what to apply at what instance. And that's exactly what wisdom is. Knowing what to do at what time, with what tools, with, with what kind of people and such, such kind of thing.